it's, it's uh, usually a good time. It's not always a good time, but uh, usually a good time. And um, I think partly because this week was Thanksgiving, I think partly because uh, this year Thanksgiving for my family has been uh, a little bit tougher than normal. Um, we, we, as a family, are coming up on the first anniversary of the passing of my father-in-law, and that's been incredibly tough for us. Um, and, and knowing that was coming and knowing what all we went through last year, uh, in preparing for today, um, Thanksgiving wouldn't leave me alone. Uh, to be completely honest, this is the last thing I wanted to talk about. And it was the one thing that God just kept putting on my heart. Um, I don't know why. Um, you know, maybe it's for somebody here, but honestly, I think that the biggest reason is because it's the message I need to hear. And uh, I really don't like when that happens, um, but God has a way of doing that in me in, in, uh, when, when those few opportunities arise to actually be able to speak. It's almost always God says, okay, Nate, uh, you're going to study, and you're going to learn, and you're going to research, and you're going to read, and you're going to do all this because you need to hear this. The fact that you speak uh, in front of other people is just a bonus because we know you like an audience. So thank you for being my audience. Um, like I said, I, I, really, I really wrestled with today. Um, and I wrestled because this has been, this has been a tough year um, for, for my family and, uh, and, and being thankful. Man, being thankful. Um, you know, there are some of you guys, you, you know, you're, you're like, oh, thankfulness. Yeah, this, life's great. You know, you're, you're, it's almost like you're walking through the raindrops, right? You're, your life is a bowl full of cherries. You are happy and you know it and you clap your hands, right? Um, for those of you that are that, thank you for coming. Um, my message is going to be wasted on you. You're welcome to leave. God bless you. Have a good day. Uh, for the rest of you who are under it, whatever it is, this is for you. Um, hmm. Yeah, you're burdened, right? And, and life is heavy and life is hard. And here, I'm going to stand up here and I'm going to say to you, give thanks. Give thanks in all circumstances. Give thanks. Now, how do I do that? How am I supposed to tell you who are living in physical pain with no relief? How am I supposed to tell you who are living in emotional pain with no help? To the one who's lonely, to the one who's mourning, to the one who is burdened financially, uh, to the one who's afraid of losing their job, or the one who uh, has already lost the job, or the one who, who's uh, convinced of a calling, but it's not going in that direction, or convinced of a mission, but it's not coming together. For the person who's hurting because other people have sinned, and that sin has affected them. And that's heavy. And it hurts. To the one who's about to run headlong into sin. Because that's what we do. That's usually me. Uh, how do I tell you to be thankful in all situations? Well, the good thing is I don't. The Bible does. If you take a look, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. It says, be joyful Always pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Read it again. Just take a minute. You read it. 
That, my friends, is an admonition. <laughs> That's a command. That is, that is actually a series of very simple commands. And um, I think it's really interesting because it, it, it ends with the statement, it is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Well, there are three very simple things to take away from this. Uh, and and we'll, we'll, we'll get into this. There's not a slide for this part. Uh, John, um, John. Uh, three things. One, it's God's will. Two, it can only happen in Christ Jesus. And because of one and two, we know it's going to be hard. See, uh, God only gives commands to things that are hard. I want you to think about that for a minute. Think of all the commandments that are in the Bible. Think of every command that you're ever given, every admonition that you're told, anything that you're told to do, it's because it's hard. And in fact, in this case... I actually think it's impossible unless you are in Christ Jesus. You cannot be joyful always. You cannot pray continually. You cannot give thanks in all situations unless you are in Christ. This command is the impossible command unless you know him. But that is the awesome part. Because if you know him, then it becomes possible. And if it becomes possible then we ought to obey. Okay, so how in the world then do I do what I do? How do I do that when it's the last thing I want to do? How do I be thankful when I don't want to be thankful? Um, let's go ahead and go to the next slide, Jonathan. Um, thankfulness is an action, and it requires my choosing. Take a look up here, um, Psalm 95, 1 through 3. Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalm. For the Lord is great and a great king above all gods. Just right there, it requires action, doesn't it? You, come. Let us come together. Let us do this thing together. Come be a part of giving thanks. Come be a part. You have to choose it. And it is an action. It's not an emotion. It's an action. In Colossians, we see, So live in Christ the Lord in the same way you have received him. Be rooted and built up in him. Be established in faith, overflowing with thanksgiving, just as you were taught. You're taught to be thankful in the scripture. You're taught to be thankful throughout the Psalms. We're taught to actually walk in this thing. But here's the interesting thing to me. I'm a, I'm a word guy. I like words, right? And I like what they can, can help us understand. There are so many verbs here. <laughs> be, come, do, give. These are all actions. They all require our participation. Um, the next slide, we have Psalm 9-1. I will thank you, Lord, with all my heart, and I will talk about you um, and all your wonderful acts. I will thank the Lord for his righteousness. I will sing. We see the word will. We have to choose it. We have to will it. God gave us a will. And now he's asking us to subject our will to obedience, to walk, to act in thankfulness. Now, 
The next thing, uh, thanksgiving is a duty for those who believe. That's a word we're kind of afraid of these days, duty. It's an obligation. We're commanded to do it. Um, We actually read throughout Scripture, but in particular in the Psalms, and in particular in, in, uh, in Paul's letters and writings to, to the New Testament church, he commands us, he gives us this duty over and over again, be thankful, give thanks, give praise, give honor, thank God. The interesting thing is in a lot of cases, it doesn't actually give us a specific why. It just says do it. It's your duty. Now here's, uh, I guess, something else that's kind of interesting here. Um, the reason it's a duty. Commandment, the Ten Commandments, we have um, obviously the, uh, the, the uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength is number one, right? We, we walk down and, and we get to, um, I want to say it's commandment number three, where it says, do not carry the name of the Lord in vain. What does that mean? Do not carry the name of the Lord in vain. Does it mean don't curse? Well, some people say so. But I think it's actually probably something much bigger than this. It is our action as we approach the world that we actually carry God's name where we go. We walk in him everywhere we go. Everything that we present to the world is is showing the world who he is in us. And so God puts on us obligations, and one of them is thankfulness. Because a spirit of gratitude is the kind of thing that as we carry around and show to the world, they see something in us that's different. They see something in us, and, and what they see is our gratitude to the Father. What they see then is something worth looking into, and hopefully a witness that draws them into, into grace. Honestly, we have a moral obligation to thankfulness. And, uh, and so that's, yeah, a moral obligation of thankfulness. Um, Ephesians, well, we have, we've already read 1 Thessalonians 5.18, um, but I'll read it again. Be joyful always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. It's a command, again, it's a duty. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, But understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, and always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are to devote ourselves to this entire practice, and there are so many commands in here, but in every list of commands that we get in this New Testament, thankfulness shows up. Thankfulness shows up because we owe it as a duty to our Father. Thankfulness is independent of our circumstances. But because of his goodness. No matter what it is that we're going through, no matter what it is that we're wrestling with or fighting with, we owe thankfulness because God is good. So we actually read over and over again, our purpose for being, our purpose for living is to glorify God. The whole reason we were created is to bring glory to his name. And bringing glory to his name, it literally trumps everything else that we do. It it trumps everything that we are, that we can be. 
It's, it's the thing that we were designed to do. And so being thankful to God for his existence, for his goodness, it, it changes the way that we see our circumstances. Because we can just know God, God is good. So be thankful because he is good. Be thankful because he's in your life and he's good. Your circumstances, they're passing. Your circumstances are temporary. But he is good and he's forever. And that's what we're after. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Praise the Lord, my soul. All my innermost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not his benefits. And see, here's the awesome part. Even though he is good and he's good on his own and worthy of praise on his own, he gives us benefits. Benefit number one, he forgives us of our sins and he heals our diseases. He redeems our life from the pit and he crowns us with love and compassion and he satisfies our desires with good things. Pastor Aaron, for the last four weeks, has been talking about praying and he's been talking about how we pray to the Father and, and how the Father responds to us by giving us good things. Even in your rough circumstances, God is giving you good things. I want you to just take a look around here. Welcome to suburban America, where you are in the top 2% of the entire population of the globe in terms of your wealth, your status, what you have, what you own, how you live. You have clean water, clean food, easy to get to. Shoot, we throw more away than most people eat. Right? And that's just your physical presence in this place. Think about the things that God has given you. You have family, you have friends. I don't see anybody here who came completely alone. Every single person has somebody they came with or somebody at home to go to. That's, that's another blessing. That's another gift. Every one of you here has the opportunity to reach out to God for salvation into an eternal family. That's another blessing, another gift. And so when we start to look at all of the things that we actually have, all of those things that transcend the immediate circumstance, all the things that are much bigger than my immediate difficulty, we can actually look and go, I can give thanks to God for these things. It does not mean that I completely ignore the things that hurt. Not at all. It doesn't mean that I don't bring those things before God and cry out, because we should, because he is our Father. But we should always give thanks for who he is, for how he's blessed, for how he is taking care of you, for the promises that he's made you, for the things that he's going to do for you. Now, next, Thanksgiving destroys pride and builds humility. Thanksgiving requires us to be humble. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart turns or trusts in him and he helps me. I can't do anything on my own. I can't love on my own. I can't forgive on my own. I can't succeed on my own. There is absolutely nothing that I can do, nothing that I am, nothing that I have that he hasn't provided. He is our help. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe because our God is a consuming fire. He's so much bigger than we are. 
He is so much better. And, and you know, they're, they're, you guys already know that. You know. And, and so this is merely a reminder. And again, I think this is mostly a reminder to me. Seek, uh, seek God in humility. Thank him and trust him, especially in the hard stuff. Um, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, in, in writing on thankfulness and in particular on the humility of thankfulness, he says, in normal life, we hardly realize how much more we receive than we give. And life cannot be rich without understanding how much we receive. It is so easy to overestimate the importance of our own achievements compared with what we have, or with what we owe others. We do fall into a trap where we get into our own minds and our own selves, and and God is asking us to step aside from that. Be thankful to Him. Now I'm going to say one one step further. Take that thankfulness and turn it to the people around you. A spirit of gratitude not just to God, but a spirit of gratitude to the others that are in your life, a thankfulness for them and for their contribution to who you are, that kind of thing, it brings happiness, it brings joy, and it brings relationship, and relationship grows into, uh, into family, and especially eternal family. Um, in preparation for this sermon, I was, I was reading all kinds of things, because honestly, I'm trying to hone down all of the different ideas that are out there on, on giving thanks. And I ran across something um, by another pastor, uh, and honestly, I just I wanted to read it because it was just, it's just good. Um, so hopefully you'll bear with me here for a minute. Gratitude is a pathway to God. Practiced as a spiritual discipline, gratitude realigns us to the giver and increases his activity in our lives. How? Well, here's a theological sequence that is a paramount to understanding this. Gratitude begets humility, and humility begets God's grace. Let's begin with gratitude. Gratitude has been called a gateway. It's the gateway spiritual discipline. In Psalm 104, we hear, enter his courts, or enter his gates with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. It's the, it's the gateway into being close to God. In gratitude, we thank God not just for the stuff that he's given us, not just for the, the grace that he's given us, but we literally thank him for him. We thank him for being who he is. And that gratitude begets humility because it reveals to us our God-given neediness. Humility is a heart condition that recognizes that all of our blessings have been received, not earned. It understands how utterly depraved we stand before a holy God and that we simply can't advance God's kingdom. Uh, we can't be saved. We can't love. We can't do anything without the Lord. We have to know him first. Humility is exactly the right posture then when relating to God. It permits God's grace in our lives. And as James states, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So since God's grace is God's power and more thankful and needy, the more thankful and needy that we are before the Lord, the more we receive. So what about when we suffer? Well, gratitude flows when we've landed our dream job and, and it's really easy when we have that, uh, that perfect relationship that exists or when we get the pay raise or all of those things. It's really easy to lift up and to praise and, and give appreciation. But what about when we don't have things go our way and what about when tragedy strikes? Well, we are fortunate that we do not have to ignore 
those pains. We don't have to ignore those trials. We can bring them before God. We can lay them down at his feet, and we can, we can trust then that he, that he will guide, that he will protect, and that he will provide the solution. And here's the thing. It may not be in this life. It may not. There may not be justice for your immediate situation. There may not be remedy for your immediate situation here and now. But what there is, is the hope, the knowledge that when we get to where we're going, when we get to where God takes us, that he will make right every wrong. Every wrong. You will be reconciled at some point in a complete way. You will be, you will be made whole. And so all of the pain and all of the angst and everything that you carry in your present situation, everything that's difficult, everything you struggle with, loneliness, doubt, fear, pain, all of it, God will make it right and he promises to do so. And that's the greatest thing here. He promises to do it. Thanksgiving is a gateway to joy, to happiness and blessing, and a salve for sorrows. I'm going to read Psalm 100. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful song. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people. We are the sheep of his pastures. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. It's a beautiful psalm of praise and thanks to God. And it is the key to joy and to happiness. Um, but Psalm 30. I'm going to read this one because this one, the salve for sorrows. I will exalt you, Lord, and, and for you, are lift, or you have lifted me out of the depths. And you did not let my enemies gloat over me. Lord, my God, I call for your help and you healed me. You, Lord, brought me up from the realm of the dead, and you spared me from going down to the pit. Sing the praises of the Lord, you, his faithful people. Praise his holy name. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. When I felt secure, I said, I will never be shaken. Lord, when you favored me, you made me my royal mountain stand firm. But when you hid your face, I was dismayed. So to you, Lord, I called. To the Lord I cried for mercy. What is gained if I am silent? If I go down to the pit, will the dust praise you? Will it proclaim your faithfulness? Hear, Lord, and be merciful to me. Lord, be my help. And you turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, that my heart may sing your praise and not be silent. Lord my God, I will praise you forever. When we come down towards the end of that psalm, you see... David calls out, and God responds, and then David sins, and there's distance. But even in the discipline, he calls out again, and God restores him. We cry out to God, and when we cry out, and especially in thankfulness, God wraps his arms around us like that father, like, um, like that one who just wants to dote on us. And, and he, he takes us back in, and he turns our mourning into dancing. He brings us joy. And, and honestly, I can't think of any greater salve to sorrow than to return our thanks to God for the things that we have and for who he is 
and to let him work in us his peace and, and, and to remind us of his promise of where we are going. If I can have the worship team come up, we are done. It's not quite 11, so. In light of the season and, and with the advent of the Lord um, beginning and with the hope that comes with the Christmas story, um, I just want to admonish you guys to give thanks. Um, thanks isn't always easy to give. And, and I understand that because, like I said, this week's been rough. Uh, this month's been rough. Um, maybe more than that. <laughs> but uh, God's still good. And God's still on the throne. And, and we still have so many good things to look forward to because he is going to redeem us. Um, I want you guys to take joy in knowing that God is going to right all things that are wrong. Take joy, sing praise, give thanks for all of those things that you're struggling now, all of those pains. Rejoice in the fact that all of them have an end. They're all concluding soon. But the goodness and the joy that we're going to receive, that will never end.